Next on BYU Sports Station, Cougar football throwing it back for the spring football quarterback. Christian Stewart, the sequel? BYU quarterback's coach, Ja Beck, joins us after practice. Why is Christian Stewart playing QB in spring? And what's the plan for the backups in the fall? Plus, Blaine Fowler on why Taysom Hill could play linebacker in the NFL. Yep. And the one BYU player you would bring back from 2014. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, March fourth. I feel like it didn't snow the entire month of February in Utah, and there is snow on the ground now. East Hashtag coast, Utah. These coasts be like. Uh, what? <laughs> They've had tons, man. Seriously, it's out of control. We haven't had very much. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU Sports Nation traffic specialist, Jerem Jordan. First thing I did here, not BYU TV. That was your first assignment with class, BYU Broadcast. Classical 89. I didn't have a job. I just walked in and was like, can I do something? In 2005, as a freshman. They're like, uh, yeah, you can do traffic on Fridays? I was on the air. I didn't know anything about traffic. I still don't know anything about traffic. <laughs> I was super nervous. It was terrible. I w- they just let me on the air? What, what kind I of, would what? give to hear, what, to hear that. It's got to uh, be in the uh, archive somewhere, I, right? I-15 North on uh, 7800 South. There was, there was an accident. We need to talk to Don Shaline about that. It's got to be in the archive somewhere. Hopefully not. It was with Mark Waite <laughs> on a Friday afternoon. Uh, also, Viva Las Vegas! Oh, yeah. We're heading down today. We're, we're pumped. We'll be there tonight. 12 games on BYU TV and BYU Radio, BYU Sports Nation, live from the Orleans Arena. It's our anniversary, almost. Can you believe that? On Friday? Of the simulcast. March 6th, is that the day? That's unbelievable. One year of the simulcast. For those unfamiliar with this, uh, we did it on BYU Radio from Only. Labor Day to March 5th. And then last year, on March 6th, we debuted on BYU TV as well. In we Vegas. went where no college broadcast Isn't that weird? corporation has no gone No one before. else has done this. No one else has done a simulcast like this. We're the only one. BYU Sports Very Nation. Very nice. Very nice. Live from the Orleans Arena beginning tomorrow and continuing through the duration of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Jerem is appropriately groomed for Vegas. Fresh cut. Let's go, dude. I don't even know what that means, but I'm, I'll have to mind my head in the sun. We're not outside very much, to be honest. We're in the Orleans Arena like all day. The whole time. That's what's so funny. People are like, oh, you're going to Vegas, man? It's going to be super nice down there. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to be in the, ar- the arena for 16 hours. Like, yeah. we, we will come, sleep and basketball. Come hang out. Sleep and show and basketball. We'll take some wristbands, blue goggles, and the works. The Conversation Alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. Oh, and quarterback tryouts for BYU. I'm being told we'll – oh, oh, that was a joke? Oh, okay. Jeremy, read the, read the Twitter question. I will read it. <laughs> Stefan. If you could bring one <laughs> departed player back from the 2014 BYU football roster for this year, who would it be? At Hook'em Cougs. Without a single shred of doubt, Jordan Leslie. His talent was much needed. He quickly became one of my favorite Cougs. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Alec, at Alex Sanders, 37. Does Jerem's hair count, mustache not included? Oh, can no! You, can you bring it back? <laughs> I wish I could bring it back. <laughs> Do you really? I no, don't, no, no, it's all right. It's all I right. think... Again, I think the Go. power of the publicity stunt worked well in your favor. It wasn't a publicity stunt. It was, I said something, and I owned it. That's what it was. 
I think the power of you following through. I'm not David Blaine doing a magic trick. Okay. Poorly worded then. I think you following (laughs) through worked wonders for you. Uh, Respect, man. Respect. People are coming after me now. If you were a true band of brother for Jerem, you'd shave your head too. It's true. No. (laughs) I get to keep my hair because I'm the one that was optimistic and believed the whole time. Congratulations. (laughs) Your other BYU Sports Nation headlines now. Bracketology from Joe Lenardi. Educate the people, Jerem. BYU, uh, the last team out, 12 seed playing with Temple. Appropriate, BYU, Temple. We'll see if BYU is a playing game type team or if they get a seed where they don't have to go to Dayton on Tuesday. Playing in Dayton wouldn't be that bad, but we'll break it down when that time comes. West Coast Conference Awards announced Kyle Collins with Tyler Hawes on the first team. Anson yeah. Winder, yeah. honorable mention. Nice job, fellas. But they didn't win. Kyle Collins with player of the... Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That didn't happen. Kevin Pangos won it. Gonzaga sweep huh? when you're 17-1 and one in league play and 29-2 overall top 10 team. Yeah, it's sometimes it's going to work out that way. Most of the time it's going to Don't agree with that, it, but that's what happened. Morgan Bailey, however, BYU Women's Basketball Player of the Year. BYU the fifth seed. We'll ask Morgan about how she felt about BYU kind of falling off and then still winning Player of the Year. That, that is credit to her and what she did for that team. That's a five seed she that's won. A, it. That's wow. amazing. Lexi Eaton also on the first team, All-West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Squad. Congrats. Christian Stewart, we mentioned, BYU Spring Football Quarterback. Details on that on the way. And Nick Howell, assistant coach, tweets out the unofficial official BYU football schedule. There you go. BYU will still announce it. And they're they're, the, who knows? There might be changes to it. They're that. the last team in FBS to right announce, now, by the way. Not, right now, people are thinking, does Jerem know something? Who, who Maybe knows? he who does. Knows? <laughs> I'm, I may or may not, to borrow a phrase from you. Was that a troll? Yes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. That's my quarterback. Wait, who is the quarterback at BYU? Spring football depth is currently in an unprecedented situation for the BYU football Cougars. Christian Stewart is done, or so we thought. He is now back in spring football, but why, Jerem? Why? McCoy Hill is banged up. So Hunter Moore is the only option right now at quarterback for scrimmages, 11-on-11 team drills. Taysom Hill is participating in spring and everything but that. So Christian Stewart, still an undergrad, graduating in April, still can participate in this. I wonder what they're doing for him to make it worth his time. Because free ice cream at the creamery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he a student making uh, eight fifty an hour as an administrative <laughs> assistant or something? Is it a job? Like, like, does he get paid fifty bucks to be the quarterback or something? I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting because BYU is in a precarious situation, not only for spring, but for the fall as well. Yes. And so it's it's good and bad that Christian Stewart is there. Let's talk about the positives first. One, he proved himself to be a solid Division I quarterback talent last year. If you don't think that, then you weren't watching BYU football. He knows what he's doing, so the offense can have some continuity and, and get younger guys reps, but more importantly, keep the playbook developing. Uh, just have someone that knows what's going on. Yeah, he proved he was good, but you just have someone who knows what's going on as opposed to Hunter Moore, uh, bless his heart, doing his best out there. McCoy Hill injured now. It was already dire to begin with, so this is good that Christian's out there. How can you not think that the offense will benefit from having Christian Stewart on the field during spring football? And the defense. 
because they actually have to defend against a quarterback who's making plays. That's the other side of it. Now you are dealing with a quarterback who will pick you apart if you make mistakes. The coaches love his upside for good reason. It's amazing that he's available. <laughs> they love his upside? Yeah. He's a draft pick now? Yes. Christian Stewart. For spring football. Has anyone, he's a number one pick in spring football draft picks. Has anyone been on scholarship more than Christian Stewart? <laughs> Last year, Taysom Hill goes down. If I was Christian Stewart, I'd be like, I'm the man. You can't pull me out of the game. Spring ball. You want me back? I am on scholarship so hard. Yeah. So hard here. They're, they're lucky that he is around. And they know that. They, they absolutely know that. And he's not just doing this for BYU. He's throwing it pro day for Utah State tomorrow. It, rent a quarterback. You can book him for birthday parties, I heard. I think it's two fifty a pop. He'll throw 25 passes. <laughs> Clearly, BYU is now in a situation with Christian Stewart as the spring quarterback. He graduates in April and then uh, is going to move to the Bay Area and pursue a professional career not in football. What was it? Investment banking? banking. Yeah, if, we're, if that's wrong, and Christian, dollar, dollar sorry, sorry, Christian, but yes. Uh, BYU is clearly all in on Taysom Hill getting healthy, and right now he's participating in drills, and that is encouraging to see it's him up after that injury in October. But the projected depth chart in the fall after Taysom Hill is kind of like, ooh, well, here we go. Tanner Mangum off of a mission in the summer. Oh, Tanner Mangum. Oh, Elite 11. He's the, the heir apparent. Oh. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Bo Hodge, true freshman, played one year of quarterback at the high school level. Okay. Well, so you have Mangum and Hodge, and then you have McCoy Hill, who was a tight end at one point, right? Yes. Before his mission, and then even after his mission, then they said, oh, actually, he's quarterback the day before signing day, and, last year. And Hunter Moore. So those, what, those guys are four and five. What does this mean for the fall? Well, it means that after Taysom Hill, BYU doesn't have much experience, Jerem, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Two, BYU returns a total of two non-Taysom Hill passing attempts on this year's team. This is dangerous. That's a good song right now. I forgot the name of the group. Dangerous. (laughs) It's trouble. Focus, Jerem. Okay, 2014. We saw what happened positively with Taysom Hill. 4-0 start. Things were going well, right? BYU, national buzz. It was fantastic. It was what BYU wants. Then he gets hurt. Christian Stewart did a nice job, all things considered, all these injuries. Without Taysom Hill, BYU is going to be very different. Tanner Mangum gets back June 1st. He is an Elite 11 guy. He could be really good, but we don't know that. What if... Taysom Hill got hurt, and BYU had to go with Tanner Ming. Why would you even say that? Because it's a realistic possibility. Come on, people. Two of the last three years, I'm arguing with myself. Two of the last three years, Taysom Hill has suffered a season-ending injury, which has been terrible. Nobody wants that. If that happens, Tanner Mangum will have had two months minimum of preparation. By the end of the season, six months off his mission. That's not a lot. Bo Hodge, true freshman. Well, that said, probably more may- ready to play than it's Tanner. Bo Hodge because he comes in not having gone on a mission and he is more in football shape than Tanner Mangum will be for obvious reasons. True freshman at BYU playing, it doesn't work well. I look at Ty Detmer in 88. I look at Drew Miller in what, 97. I look at Jake Heaps, a seven win season. It's freshman. It's trouble. So BYU's all in on Taysom. He is 
an unbelievable athlete, but this is a dangerous situation to be in. Here's why I like Bo Hodge, because he has the right attitude. I want you to listen to this bite on what he expects to do immediately. The role I want to play right now is just to be a student. I just want to learn as much as I possibly can about the offense and uh, learn as much as I can from Coach Beck and pace him. I'm going to try and pick his brain apart, so I can't wait to learn from him, I guess. Number one, Bo, study up, man. (laughs) Because it's a very realistic possibility that if the coaches, if you impress in fall camp, you could be the backup. It could be the two. I mean, you everyone's could be penciled the in Tanner Mangum. To me, a guy out of, we were told by, who was it, Kelly Pinga? He said he'd take a guy out of high school over a return missionary just because physically they're more ready to play. That is very telling. But they're more mature off a mission. When BYU starts the football season, however, number four takes the field in Lincoln, Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 185. Taysom Hill, 185 days away from leading the BYU football Cougars back onto the gridiron against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Loved a tweet yesterday, by the way, from a Nebraska, I don't know who it was, but a fan saying, our our home win streak of season openers is in danger because BYU is not a tomato can. It was a radio host. (laughs) I read it on the air. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but they're not a tomato. The the others have been tomato cans. (laughs) What? Tomato cans? Speaking of Twitter, if you could bring back one player from last year's BYU football roster for this year, <laughs> who would it be? This question. It's Twitter time. This question's awesome. This is such a great question. Oh who my plays the next year? Christian Stewart is in practice, was in practice moments ago. At Doug McClellan. Either Mahina or Lasike, both underappreciated, but vital positions for the offense to excel. Okay, so Mahina's not off the radar. Lasike, was, he was the only he was the only player to play running back to play in he every was game. Tied for touchdowns scored on the team last year, nine. It's amazing. With Mitch Matthews, Taysom scored eight. Lasike scored nine. Rushing, Ru- Taysom. no, just nine. Not we're not counting throwing. Taysom? Just like Taysom? like touchdowns scored. Taysom yeah. scored eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. not throwing. So anyway, ru- so rushing. Well, he caught two as well. You can receive it and still score a touchdown. Taysom caught two touchdowns? No, no, no. Paul Asike. Oh, I thought you said Taysom. I was like, <laughs> what? When did that happen? I missed that. Savannah State? Wait, he was out. Up next, Blaine Fowler on why Taysom Hill deserves more notoriety. Yes, even more. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on the Twitter machine at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Is that enough options for you? Uh, yes. Yeah. And join us at the WCC Tournament Basketball Championship starting tomorrow. BYU Sports Nation's at noon Eastern, followed by 2 p.m. Eastern. Kicks off our coverage of the tournament. 12 games in all. Eight women's games, four men's games. It's going to be fantastic. We'll be there through Tuesday. It'll be great. West Coast is the best coast, right? Those on the East Coast would argue that. But yes, <laughs> I am a West Coaster. Our Twitter question today, if you could have one BYU football player back for this season, meaning they could play, they're gone now, but in they the could... the spirit of Christian Stewart. They could play now in this season. Who would you bring back? Who would you bring back for BYU football in 2015? You can only have one player, Jordan Leslie, Christian Besides Stewart. Besides Hunter the Punter? Alani Fua, Scott Arlano, you know, from last year's team. It has okay. to be from last year's team. Not anybody, okay. but from the 2014 roster. That is a perfect way 
segue into our next guest, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst on BYU TV and BYU Radio, headed down to Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. But, Blaine, let's start with football. If you could bring back one BYU player from the 2014 roster who is gone now to play in 2015, who would it be? Well, no, I don't want to be limited. You guys can't limit me. I want Luke Staley and I want Ty Detmer back. That's the two guys <laughs> I want back. You can't want... limit me. <laughs> I, that's, that's the two guys I want. But if I have to pick from last year's team, I, I, you know what? I have to go with who is back in spring ball. I, I have to go with Christian Stewart. Because right? I'm, re- I'm really nervous about the quarterback situation for next year. And I know that he can't play next fall. But if you have to pick out a guy that was a shining star and stepped up to the plate and now he's doing it again, I, you know, I'd take him back. I'd take Christian Stewart back in a heartbeat from last year's team. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? He's kind of living the dream of everybody. Like, you finish something and you think, man, it would have been nice to put in a little more work there. And he gets to play. It's not in games. But this, this is a bigger issue, and we just discussed this, is the fact that BYU is going all in on Taysom Hill again. He is fantastic. The best athlete BYU's ever had at quarterback, probably. But if the same thing happens as last year, BYU's in trouble because you're relying on a return missionary that got home in June or a true freshman in Bo Hodge, most likely. That's, that's an issue, Blaine. It is an issue, and it's, it's an issue in college football. It's just not unique to BYU. I mean, think about the struggles the University of Utah's had at quarterbacks uh, when they've had injuries the last couple of years. The problem is the way recruiting goes today, it's so visible. And everybody knows who's recruiting who. And coaches, once they get that class signed and they can talk about kids, are going to pub kids up. So let's use Mangum as a for instance. I've seen multiple quotes from Bronco where he's saying, boy, we think he can be the guy. He's a really talented kid. We're so excited to get him back. He has to say that to keep that kid engaged, right? Well, what about the recruits that are looking going, well, they've aren't, Mangum's their guy. Why in, why in the world would I go to BYU? I'm not going to BYU. I've got to find someplace else where I'm the guy. And so – Back in the olden days, and I'm talking the olden days, 15, 20 years ago, before all of the social media and all the recruiting sites and all that, you didn't have all this visibility, and you just felt like, well, I don't really know who they're going to sign, but I'm going to go play and I'm going to go compete. And you could stockpile quarterbacks. Heck, there, you know, there was a time that on the same roster, there was uh, Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, all on the Good same roster. Grief. Woo! Right? And so, so, and then, I mean, that's how it went back then. And so you could stockpile because you're really not sure. You know what? As good as Mangum was in high school, I think he's a great high school player. I watched his film. I think he was fantastic. But, but BYU's had two number one quarterbacks in the country sign with him before. There's no guarantee that at that position it translates from high school to college. It's the most difficult one to project at that next level. It just is because it's such a different game on the college level. There is no guarantee that Mangum's going to be any good at all. None whatsoever. And so you, you bank that he's going to be great. You hope that he turns out based on all your research and what you saw him do in high school. But the fact of the matter is he may not be good. And if he's not, and you, you couldn't sign anybody else because everybody thought he was the guy that was anointed, now you find yourself in a difficult situation. And that's the state. It's, this is not just BYU. That's the state of college football right now. So you, you just hope and pray that these guys that you pick turn out the way that they're supposed to. And if they don't, you're in a lot of hurt. Or if they get hurt you're in a lot of hurt. And to me, I think that Tanner Mangum and or Bo Hodge could be really good players. It's about the timing associated with it because there's a return missionary and a true freshman. 
That that's that's the issue to me. I think those guys are going to be could be good later, but it's that you don't have anybody that's played meaningful snaps behind Taysom Hill. Now let's hope it's 2013. Let's hope that Taysom Hill's healthy, that all is well. But two out of the three years, Taysom has had a season-ending injury. There's just a chance that could happen. Well, and part of it is you hate to limit Taysom Hill's skill set. Sure. Uh, because he's a guy that can run around and make plays. He's a guy that when teams are preparing defensively to play BYU, they go, oh, my goodness, there's this whole quarterback run game that we got to account for. And it just makes BYU a nightmare to prepare for. So you want him to be able to do that, but that puts him at risk. You know, John Beck stayed relatively healthy. Max Hall stayed relatively healthy. Hey, you know, Christian Stewart stayed relatively healthy in a straight drop back game where they didn't expect the quarterback to run. So, so Taysom Hill, because of his skill set, you don't want to put the reins on him, but by, by utilizing his skill set to its maximum and making BYU's offense the best it can be based on that skill set, you put him at risk for injury. And he's an unbelievable athlete. So I'll ask you guys a question. Maybe you already know the answer. Well, now I've given it away because I've foreshadowed this thing. But <laughs> so they had they had their front squat test um, a week or so ago. I'm betting um, Taysom Hill won it. The number one front squat on the team? Are you kidding me? Should wow. that not be an offensive or a defensive lineman? It's your quarterback? Right? It's ridiculous. What does he's, that say about the lineman? The, he's one of the most. It, here's the thing. What it says is that he's stronger than. Uh, if the guy can't play quarterback in the NFL, he can certainly play outside linebacker. He's an unbelievably freakish athlete. It's just not, it's just crazy how good an athlete he is. The combination of strength and speed and leadership and all that is there's nobody like him in college football. There truly is nobody like him. And so what do you do? Say, you know what, we're going to put him in bubble wrap and we're going to run a straight drop back game. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> but, but, man, that puts, that puts you in a, in a tough situation because when he's running around, he's at risk, and when he gets hurt, it's a huge change to what you can do offensively. Now, thank goodness for Christian Stewart last year who came in, and I, I'll tell you what, Robert and I may have done the best job of coaching um, that he's done in his coaching career, whether it was at UNLV or Texas Tech or Arizona, wherever he was, of adapting that offense to Christian Stewart's skill set and getting them back on track because that offense was really good down the stretch last year, and it was a very different offense. People say, ah, oh, it's the same offense. The emphasis was very different. They turned into a throw-first team. And they were really good. And, and that's Robert and I. And that's a credit to Robert, and it's a credit to Christian Stewart um, for being way better than anybody thought he was. I, I always liked Christian's um, skill set, but what he showed us was he has the mental makeup to be really good and make good decisions and do all of that. And that's the part of it you just don't know about with a Bull Hodge or a Tanner Mangum. Or we don't know if they have the mental makeup to make the reads, get the ball up on time, and do all those things. They can throw the ball, they can run around, but we don't have any idea if they can play quarterback. Blaine Fowler, 1984 national champion, BYU TV dual threat analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, I'm still trying to digest what you just said about Taysom Hill, and it's, it's true. He could play linebacker, strong safety, running back, fullback at the next level. That, that is legitimate. I, that, that's not crazy talk. That could really happen, and I don't, I don't know if BYU fans appreciate just how much they have in Taysom Hill and what a great athlete he is. It's crazy. He's the, the only athlete that I can think of like him, well, there's two that come to mind. Because he truly is a freak of nature. He's a freak. And, and part of it is he's just genetically gifted. The other part is he works really, really hard. Taysom's got tremendous work ethic. So, so that combination is always a winner. Um, if I was looking at him, 
you know, is a DB, so he's he's really fast. He's a legit four four guy. So he's one of the two fastest guys on the team here. Blackmore probably would would buy for a four yard dash championship on this team. So so that's legit speed. But there's a lot of DBs that run that fast. But there's not a lot of guys that run that fast that weigh two thirty five. I think he could weigh two thirty five or two forty and still run a four four. Now you're talking about an elite NFL linebacker with that kind of speed at that size. That, that's what we're talking about here. But he's such a great leader, and he's it, that, that you put him at quarterback, and he's the best athlete on the field every time he goes out on the field. It's, it's just a phenomenal thing. And the two guys that I think of, and I know they play completely different positions, but I think of Ziggy Ansah. Okay. Because when you look at Ziggy, it's just like nobody that big is allowed to run that fast. That should be against the law. Something <laughs> should happen. Nobody should be allowed to do that, right? So, so he's one. And then the only other guy I can think of in this program that you just look at it and go, that's just not even right, is Luke Staley. Luke Staley, at his size, with his explosiveness, I remember talking to Kyle Whittingham um, when he was up at the U, and Kyle had told me one time, that's the best back I've ever coached against, coached for, or seen in college football, because there's no way to defend him. You toss him the ball, and the guys underestimate how quick he gets to the corner, and he runs around the corner and just beats everybody to the corner and outruns everybody. Then the next time... You take a better angle, and he just puts his foot in the ground and cuts back, and you try to arm tackle, and he just runs over everybody and scores a touchdown. The combination of speed and 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 size and strength in Luke Staley reminds me of Taysom Hill to that that same extent. And remember, this was what this was the top running back in the country for BYU. So those three players to me are the biggest freaks that BYU's had in the program. And I'm saying freak in a complimentary way, right? Certainly, certainly. <laughs> Priority number one for BYU football is to keep Taysom Hill healthy. We all know that. So with him not able to participate in scrimmages, he's going to do some drills, which is, is good news given how severe that injury was back in, in early October. What is the goal for BYU football in spring football this year in terms of accomplishing something as a team? Well, they need to establish um, – Timing and those kinds of things. I know that's hard without Taysom in there in team sessions, but for the wide receiver core, I, I think Nick Kurtz needs to come along and be integrated into what they're doing. The offensive line gets another full spring and summer to kind of gel. I'm really excited about this offensive line for next year. I think this offense, if they keep Taysom healthy, it's going to be really, really good. But, but I think the goal in spring ball, the overriding goal is, They've got to establish who's going to be at the inside and inside linebacker and be a productive, game-changer kind of guy in there like they've had, which was lacking last year. So somebody's got to step up. I don't know who that is. Is it Pakula? Is I don't know who it is. But they've got to establish that. They've got to establish the safeties because, remember, Levitt's gone, and, and Craig Bills, who they were all right on last year, even though he's injured a lot, is gone. So they've got to replace those safeties, and they've got to figure out who the, who the guy or two guys are going to be. They're going to get them lined up right, get them in the right stuff, because a lot of the problems we saw defensively last year weren't physical problems. They were problems with alignment. They were problems with technique. They were problems with blown assignments. And a really, really good safety can help, and it goes a long way if that guy's getting everybody lined up and they have the confidence in the calls they're making in the back end and those kinds of things. So to me, those are the two priorities. And how important is it that Christian Stewart be out there in practice? Because if you don't have McCoy Hill – you don't have a Division One legitimate quarterback to test that defense. And so, so Christian is doing an unbelievable favor to this team. You know the only reason he's out there is to go have fun because he cares about his teammates. You know? And so, so he's out there. That defense needs to have somebody of his caliber challenging them, testing them, throwing the ball around on time and doing all of that, or, or they're not really going to know how they are defensively. And so it's huge that he's coming out and helping them while, while McCoy is hurt.
Blaine, great to hear from you. The spring football scenario at BYU is certainly a unique one and one that we'll keep a close eye on. We also have this other thing going on called the West Coast Conference Tournament, which we will dive into heavily with you from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. So just get yourself ready to talk basketball with us when we head south. I'm ready. It's road trip time, boys. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, Blaine, thanks for the time. See you guys. Hashtag gambling is wrong. (laughs) That message for Blaine. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to move to BYU football practice in just a moment. You bring up a good question, Jerem, earlier in the day. Does Christian Stewart now do post-practice interviews? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Like he was in practice. Why wouldn't he? His quarterback's coach, at least through April, Jason Beck, will join us next. We're going to get the lowdown on the spring football QB situation for the Cougars. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. We're headed to Vegas after the show today. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, we'll be in Las Vegas. Check out BYU Sports Nation Plus live broadcast of Women's and men's basketball from the West Coast Conference Tournament. Very excited to go down for the fifth year in a row. West Coast Conference Awards announced yesterday. Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, first team. Anson Winder, honorable mention. Morgan Bailey on the women's side, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Lexi Eaton named the first team All-West Coast Conference slate as well. And Christian Stewart back for some more spring football at BYU. For more on that, we bring in our good friend Jason Beck, the quarterback's coach at BYU. Jason, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Great to be on with you guys. Listen, football coaches get little sleep as it is. Now you have twins, so uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting each night? You know, it's gotten better. Those first few days when we were in the hospital, it was, uh, you know, I felt like I was on Navy SEAL training, getting an hour (laughs) of sleep a day. And so since we got home, uh, and less testing and all that, uh, able to get you know a little more chunks of sleep. So, uh, but no, everything's going great. Healthy uh, babies and mom are healthy and doing well. So, couldn't is, be better. Is your wife the real MVP? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> she's pretty amazing. You know, she carried them one day short of full term, which is wow. unbelievable. Holy cow! And then, that's rare uh, for twins. Yeah, and then they're both you know six eight six pounds eight ounces. So. You know, decent-sized boys for, for twins. So, yeah, pretty incredible, when you, you know, when you think about it. Well, Jason, thanks for coming on. It was great to talk to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's dive right into Christian Stewart. Um, what, what went behind the decision to bring back Christian Stewart for spring ball? You know, we had uh, Monday's practice, and McCoy got hurt at the end of it. And so the early, uh, you know, diagnosis was he'd be out for, for an extended period of time. And so with Taysom being limited – uh, from doing team uh, reps, we just had a kind of a shortage there, and we knew Stu. Um, you know, it was a pretty outside the box idea. I uh, wasn't even sure if we could do it, but once I checked with compliance and they said it would be okay, we knew we could bring Stu in. It would help all ten guys on offense and the eleven guys on defense to make our team better. And you know, called him up and he was excited and willing to help us out. And so it was a lot of fun out there at practice today. Um, taking those reps for us. How long is McCoy Hill out? You know, it's still uh, a couple meetings and second, you know, uh, opinions with doctors, but it looks like he could be out for the rest of spring. Foot, well, foot yeah, sprain? Foot sprain, is that the injury? Uh, something with his foot. Um, so that's kind of the question. If, if 
what's it going to take. But yeah, kind of a foot injury that uh, early they're thinking he'll be off in a boot for four weeks or so. So have you promised Christian Stewart like free creamery ice cream or something for helping out? <laughs> yeah, I had to grease the wheels there a little bit with all that. So, uh, <laughs> See an administrative uh, assistant paid eight yeah, fifty an hour. We got to figure something out to, to uh, you know make it worth his time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jason Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation, the quarterbacks coach, discussing the spring football situation for that very position. You look at after Taysom Hill. You have Tanner Mangum coming off of a mission in, I believe, June, and mm-hmm. Bo Hodge coming in from high school. McCoy Hill is injured with a foot situation, and Hunter Moore. You've got, you got two guys that can go live. Christian Stewart's not going to be able to play for you in the fall. So how much of a concern is that for you with the, with the lack of experience behind Taysom? Well, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a concern, but the good thing is we know Tanner's going to be a really good player, and we're really excited about Bo Hodge. So we've got two young guys coming in who are really special players, and so we're just going to coach them up and get them ready um, to, to compete and to play uh, for our depth. Um, we're really looking forward to this spring to evaluate McCoy with some extended reps to see where he was at uh, as we bring those young guys in. And with that injury, you know, that's kind of a setback, obviously, there. But, uh, you know, we're just going to get them trained up and ready to go. Uh, and we know they're they're very good players, so it's just a matter of, getting them ready to, you know, because they're going to be one play away. What kind of effort, if any, was made to try and get a J.C. quarterback to bridge the gap? Oh, yeah. I mean, we started looking, you know, last year. Uh, we knew there was a real possibility first of Taysom leaving, you know, after his junior year was a real possibility uh, if he had a great season. Um, and and as well as, you know, the depth issues we had with Stu being a senior and leaving. So we looked into that hard. You know, we had a guy committed to us for a little while that we thought would be here mid-year. Um, but we knew that, you know, until they sign, anything can happen. So we were we were continuing to look at other options. And it just came down to we weren't going to take a, a junior college guy or a mid-year guy unless we knew they were going to be better than Tanner and Bo. Mm. You know, we weren't going to bring a guy in, just take reps in the spring, and then be our fourth-team guy. Um, and so as we evaluated ju- junior college and transfer options, uh, we did not find a guy that was better than Tanner or Bo were okay. going to be, All right. and that would fit here at, at BYU with the standards we had. And so, you know, we're going to put all our resources into getting those two, two ready and, and then, uh, yeah, ready to go next year. Follow him at coach underscore Beck seven coach. Now <clears throat> we, we look at the, the, the prospects of Tanner and Bo, uh, what is the biggest challenge you face getting both of those guys ready for a potential backup role behind Taysom? You know, the thing with Tanner is going to be kind of knocking the mission rust off. Uh, he was here before his mission, so he'll have some familiarity with the offense. And uh, But just getting that rust, uh, rust knocked off him from his mission and, and ready to go. So we'll have a, a really good plan to, to work him back through through June, July, and then through camp, so he's ready that first week. Because um, we don't need him, you know, full go first day back from his mission. So we'll work him back, and then we're going to play to their strengths. Uh, Bo is going to get up here this summer. You know, he's already learning the offense now. We're able to share 
playbook uh, and cut-ups with him, you know, so he can watch the video and be learning the, the offense. So when he gets here, he has an idea of it, and then it's a matter of developing the chemistry and timing with the guys here. Um, so we're going to be doing all that stuff now, um, and then when they get here, we'll, we'll work them in. And to start with, we're just going to play to their strengths um, and with what they do best. And if, you know, we get in a situation where, where we need a guy, you know, a backup to come in and play, you know, we may, you know, just let them both do what they do best and, and help the team out. But, you know, we'll obviously evaluate all that when they get here and, and they're playing and performing and we see what they can do. It appears that there's a great investment in the health of Taysom Hill related to this season and that schedule, given the inexperience uh, behind Taysom and Taysom's uh, fantastic abilities as well. What kind of plan do you have for maximizing Taysom Hill's health? You know, uh, he'll be early summer. He's going to be cleared. He's going to be 100% uh, back and and full swing. So to start the year and and camp, I mean, he's going to be 100% healthy. And from there, it's just a matter of, you know, playing ball and, and, uh, you know, trying to be a little smarter with with, um, what situations we put him in and, and keeping him healthy, you know, avoiding hits. But, you know, that's the game. So he just has to go out there with, with the mindset of competing, playing hard, um, and, you know, kind of just do what he's done, you know, since he's been the starter here and, and play at a high level. And as he develop, continues to develop, you know, as any quarterback, but he, as he continues to develop his passing game, um, there'll just be less uh, times that he's going to take off running he's going to be throwing the ball around, getting it spread out to the different receivers and utilizing his weapons there. And so he, he won't need to take off running as much as he has in the past. But he's such a dynamic um, athlete and such a threat. You know, that's still going to be something he does, and, uh, and teams are going to have to account for it. Um, but you'll see, I mean, he's going to be an elite-level passer and, and quarterback for us this next year. Quarterbacks coach Jason Beck on BYU Sports Nation. He's going to participate in every spring drill. He won't go live, but from what you've seen thus far, Jason, how does Taysom look right now? You know, he looks uh, really good. I mean, he looks sharp. Um, Right now, he can do everything except 11-on-11 team work, and and everything we want him to do is in the pocket uh, throwing the football. And so you'd have no idea anything, you know, there was an injury at all because he looks – he looks great. He's throwing the ball really well, um, you know, from the pocket. And the only thing we, we need to limit is him running around and cutting and planting, you know. That's kind of where he's left to rehab. And so from what we're, we're asking him to do and what we have him do at practice, he looks, you know, 100%. Well, Jason, we look, look forward to playing uh, pickup basketball with you again after spring football. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, I actually went out there yesterday, Tuesday, Got about an hour game in, so it was pretty fun. So I didn't show up yesterday. My bad. Yeah, so, hey, Tuesday, Thursday. With our Monday, Wednesday, Friday practice, it actually worked out pretty nice for <laughs> oh, the new good. ball. Okay, we yeah. don't have to wait till April. Priorities. You know, it's, you know, there's been some question if that was the whole reason we scheduled spring ball that way, but... <laughs> Well, Priorities, man. There you go. You have your answer. Oh, by the way, we should congratulate you on raising your Twitter game as well. Are you the new PR guy for BYU football? You know, I kind of made a conscious decision for the new year that I got to at least do one PR type tweet a day, uh, you know, especially with all the new recruits, you know, you start yeah. working with and they, they follow you. So you always want to send out something, um, you know, to kind of to 
continue to brand BYU. And then the main thing we do is all the direct messaging on Twitter with, with all the recruits. So, But, yeah, I've uh, tried to pick up my game to, uh, you know, like you said, kind of be the <laughs> PR, PR guy. guy, you know, incognito. So The next mention you need is just at BYU Sports Nation. That's a simple one, you know what I'm saying? There we go. I'll, yeah, I'll start working on that. <laughs> <laughs> the multifaceted Jason Beck. Great to talk to you, always, as always, Jason. Thank you, guys. Great talking with you. With the back, generous baby. support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at cougarclub.com. Of course, welcome to the club. Can Jason Beck play quarterback in spring football? Hey, let's just put, let's just put Coach Beck in pads. <laughs> <laughs> That'd work. The West Coast Conference Player of the Year joins us next. BYU Sports Station is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton from Clinton, joined by the one and only Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. Yep, that happened. Hey, coming up, starting tomorrow, BYU Sports Nation will be live from Las Vegas at the Basketball Championships. BYU TV is broadcasting 12 games, 8 women, 4 men uh, games. We'll be there with BYU Sports Nation, halftime shows, shows between games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fifth year, we're down there. BYU women's basketball will be featured in the nightcap, 8 o'clock. It's going to be more like 8.30, let's be honest. Pacific. 8 o'clock Pacific time. They tip off against the St. Mary's Gales in the 4-5 matchup. And joining us now to preview that game is the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Morgan Bailey. Congrats. Thank you. It surprised me, and I'm so thankful. So, good things. How did you find out? Um... I found out after practice, um, Dan came over and just whispered, hey, player of the year. Um, and so I was shocked and surprised and happy. So it was a cool experience. Were you really that shocked, though? I mean, your numbers were far and away just dominant compared to the rest of the West Coast Conference, double-double machine. Uh, so did, did you have kind of an idea that you, did you at least be in the conversation? Um, I felt like I'd be in the conversation, but I just feel like our record in finishing fifth, I thought it killed mine and Lexi's chances of being that, given that title. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by that too. It's a you know, five seed, you, you won the player of the year, so that, was, that must have been quite the accomplishment. Take me back to before this season. So you, you go to the Sweet 16, you have Jen Hampson, that incredible run, Kim Beeston, and now it's your turn with Lexi mm-hmm. and company. What did you expect with this year? And player of the year, I imagine, super uh, exceeded that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's address some things uh, about Morgan Bailey and BYU now facing St. Mary's in that 4-5 game. Like They lost to them twice, mm-hmm. but as the West Coast Conference player of the year, there is that inclination of, we get one more shot at those ladies or guys. That's exactly right. You, you lose two, you felt like you were in those, and now you have a chance to win. BYU could beat St. Mary's. I expect them to beat St. Mary's in Vegas. And then play Gonzaga. That's going to be a tough game. They'll have to upset, upset the Zags to have a shot at the NCAA tournament and get to Tuesday afternoon. Now, Morgan Bailey was nice enough to come in before practice today in the wee hours of the morning and join us for that. We'll get back to that interview just as soon as we can. It was recorded. We apologize for the slight mistake. But... I gotta love. You gotta love the realism that she that she took towards winning the West Coast Conference Player of the Year because that was that was a concern. Like BYU is the fifth seed. Can you win the WCC she, Player of the Year and be a fifth place team? And she actually won it, which is amazing. But I want to break down what Jason Beck told us. We learned a lot, okay. from what happened there. 
One, that McCoy Hill has a foot injury and that he's expected to be in a boot for four weeks or so. So he's out for spring based on that comment. Which is why Christian Stewart is in practice. Which is why Christian Stewart is in practice. Another one, uh, I asked, did BYU pursue a JC quarterback to bridge the experience gap? And the comment from Jason Beck was, paraphrasing, that BYU did not find anyone they felt was better than Tanner Mangum or Bo Hodge. Yeah, we're not going to take a mid-year guy or a JC guy unless they're Just better. To play spring. Unless they're better than Tanner or Bo. So BYU is heavily invested in the following: that Taysom Hill is the guy and will stay healthy, and that if not, that they can get Tanner Mangum ready to go. I am a little concerned about that. Return missionary June. He's talented, but to throw in possibly a guy. Let's let's say it was the last the same situation as what happened this year. Game five, Tanner Mangum's in. And he's the guy. It's just tough because he, haven't, he hasn't had the experience that Christian Stewart has had. In, now, at a JC level, at BYU even, Tanner Mangum redshirted his freshman year. He comes in as a redshirt freshman to play four. Just a little bit of a concern. Bo Hodge comes out of high school. Uh, Jason Beck said they're already giving him, giving him clips and pieces of the playbook. So he's getting a head start, which is good. But BYU has a heavy investment in those three guys. They should be. Morgan Bailey rejoining BYU Sports Nation now, the West Coast Conference player. Here's the rest of that interview. Back to before this season. So you, you go to the Sweet 16, you have Jen Hampson, that incredible run, Kim Beeston, and now it's your turn with Lexi mm-hmm. Eaton and company. What did you expect with this year? And player of the year, I imagine, super, uh, exceeded that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think losing Kim and Jen is huge, especially the leadership that they bring. Um, but I think that... Um, coming into this season, I felt that we had all the tools in place to make another run at the tournament. Uh, and I still think we do have those tools in place, um, even though we didn't get the best seed um, in the um, tournament. But um, we're ready to go, so I am very confident about this weekend. You get a team that you lost two tough games to in St. Mary's. How do you feel about the opportunity to face the Gales a third time in the first round of the West Coast Conference Tournament? I feel good. Um, this is the team I wanted to go against. Uh, they're really physical, and I'm a physical player, so it's a good matchup for me. And all of our games that we played, we were ahead and then lost the lead, and then they got it just at the very end. Um, I think Dan told us this crazy statistic that like, out of the 80 minutes or 85 minutes that we played against them, they led only like seven of those oh, minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we know that um, we can beat them, even though they are a really good team. Um, and so we're just going to give it all we got. I imagine I know the answer, but why did you want to play St. Mary's, like you just said? Um, I want another chance to redeem myself. I didn't have my best games against them, and I think Lexi and the others feel the same way. Uh, and so um, what better way to redeem ourselves than to go against the Gales again? What's the team morale like right now, given the struggles that you had late in the season? Uh, it was a little rough after losing four out of the five last games. Uh, I think we switched spots with the men where they didn't have the best start and we had a really good start, Um, and then they um, are dominating right now. But we had a little team FHE the other night, and we watched um, a documentary they did on us last year about our run, and it just kind of reminded us of the um, belief and the team um, camaraderie we have. So... Uh, I think we just lost sight of that a little bit, and it's back, and so we're ready to go. Wait, who did a documentary on you? I haven't even heard of this. Uh, this all, a guy named Mont, he just followed us everywhere last um, 
That works, works for athletics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. He I works know. For, so he uh, followed us around, and then they put it together, him and Jordan. So it's, We need to it's see really, this. We need to see this. It's really good. Wait, is this for public consumption or inter- just internal use? Uh, I think it's just internal, but I mean, you guys can watch it. Can we be internal? <laughs> yeah, you can be internal. We the, can we, we please have the access? Did, yes. did, did you get goosebumps? Did you remember... The fe- like the feelings of what happened from last year? Yeah, um, we all got goosebumps. So it was kind of like a breath of fresh air because um, negativity is so um, contagious. And so I think that's what we were in. Um, Craig Manning would say the circle of negativity. Um, so nice I think we were there. in that. Yeah, Craig Manning. What's <laughs> up? Um, so the circle of negativity, and uh, I think we're out of it, and we are focused on what we need to do. Follow her on Twitter at abebay 41 which is an excellent Twitter handle. Right. The West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Morgan Bailey, back on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the specific game plan for St. Mary's. Uh, everyone's, you know, it's a cliche. They're not watching. They better it's not just be us. watching. It's just it, us okay. chatting. It's tough to beat a team three times. And so, naturally, I think, well, BYU kind of has an advantage because you, you've known that you led for whatever the majority of the time against them. But what is the specific game plan against the Gales to get a win? Um, I think we are going to pressure them more. Uh, we kind of, they're not a shooting team, um, even though they hit crazy shots on us. Um, but we're going to, I think we played off them too much. And so they had time to pick us apart. And so we're going to add that pressure and, um, we're going to try and drag players out on the perimeter, um, to guard outside instead of banging around inside. Uh, And so, um, we feel really confident about it and the girls look really good doing it too. Let's finish with this. You've uh, had some injuries. How are you feeling? Um, I really feel like I'm being held together with scotch tape. But um, that being said, I, we have an amazing trainer. I've seen like every doctor in the Utah County. So um, I'm ready to go. Um, just lots of prayers on my side and uh, lots of icy hot as well. So. Let's throw in some BYU Sports Nation karma to go Absolutely. along with that, shall we? Please do. Please do. Okay, the karma back to Morgan Bailey. When you beat St. Mary's, you'll have a few days off to uh, rest and enjoy yes. your time in Las Vegas. Yes. Thanks, Morgan. Thank you. Up next, the final word before Vegas vacation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Dexter and Dexter Law. For help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Let's get to your rise and shout. And it goes to Morgan Bailey, player of the year in the West Coast Conference. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's getting it done, man. Hey. Way, to, way to play, Morgan, after Jen Hampson leaves. Thanks to our guest today. Fantastic show. Great stuff from Jason Beck. We will see you in Las Vegas. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mindy Bonham. See you in Vegas. Woo! Yeah.